Welcome to a brand new episode of Pondivision, an MCU discussion podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and I'm once again joined by my marvellous co-host, Ash Jefferson. How's it going, Ash? Hello. It's going pretty good. It's been a pretty good day. <laughs> good to hear. Like, some, you know, diving into some uh, really happy and in- <laughs> and uh, <laughs> fun stories today. <laughs> so happy. Well, okay, one of them's happy. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's true. One of them's happy. Has a dark ending, but it's happy. Sure, but it's majority happy. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, I, I just to clarify, I am joking. I do think that the uh, the criticism that um, "What if" is too dark is ludicrous. Um, yeah, no, I I I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what if they if you want these happy stories, they'll do them properly in the main. They wouldn't do it in the what if. I think the only one that I thought was like incredibly dark, like way too dark, was the Doctor Strange one. Mm. But that, yeah, but that's but it was kinda... supposed to be. Yeah. You know, like it was. I don't know. I and don't he's know. he's going to have a you know redemption arc. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah, uh, so we've it's been a while since we last recorded. And we've watched a few more episodes of What If before we, you know, want to jump into this. And we, um, we're going to be talking about episodes five, six, seven, and eight today. Pretty, um, pretty interesting stuff that we've been through the last few weeks. Yeah, no, it's been super fun. I'm really enjoying What If. Just, I think, I think I said this in the last episode too. All the premises have been really solid. I. You know, I think that they are just, it's just really fun. I don't know. It's it's the same reason like the what if comics are so appealing. Exactly. It just gets that part of your brain going and it's really entertaining. I have to actually go check and and see what the last three episodes were. Okay. Yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I've got them up. I'll prompt you, you you know, in case you forget. I guess we should start with zombies. (laughs) Yeah. Which proves that the worst person in the, in the universe is obviously Janet Van Dyne. I'm sorry, Ash, I had to do it. <laughs> okay, so this is officially the last episode of Pondervision. Oh, no. It's been a good ride, everybody. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh no, poor Ash. <laughs> I was devastated. <laughs> I was so upset. I had to pause it. <laughs> you free your laptop. Yeah, just like <laughs> I actually hate the MCU. <laughs> Fuck this amount. <laughs> Although that scene did deliver one of the best moments for the watcher. It did, yeah. Oh, dab. 
<laughs> I love Uatu. It's uh, the the fact that Luwatu is turning into like an actual character uh in the last episode was really fun to watch. I really like <laughs> just Uatu being like, oh he's off, like, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, this sucks. But yeah, uh, what if zombies? Obviously, the the concept in this episode was that when Ant Man and the Wasp was happening, Janet Van Dyne somehow um, was infected with a, I guess, like a microscopic, minuscule kind of quantum realm virus. Yeah, bit Hank came back up, and then the whole world was practically affected. And again, the two worst people. To be bitten in a in a um, zombie apocalypse are the ones who can turn minuscule. <laughs> you know, like a <laughs> yeah. little bit with um, I think it was, was that Captain America when he got bit on the neck by the <laughs> mini Hank. I was like, oh yeah. fuck, this is it. <laughs> We're done. There's no fight. But this episode, surprisingly, is one of the best characterizations we've gotten of Hope Van Dyne so far. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That little speech between her and Pia was one of my favorite. That scenes. I I need them to meet in the main timeline. That was great. That was just I I don't know. That to me, that's what superhero comics are about. You know, that's what Spider Man. Yeah. That is what Spider Man does. You know. Um. Yeah, I just yeah, it was a really good episode all around. I really liked the characters that were still alive and were interacting with each other. Um. I mean, mainly Hope and Peter. That was kind of the main interaction that I took away from it. But also, like, Kurt from the Ant-Man movies is there. And... Well, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've got, you know... Happy. You've got Koye, Happy. Um, Sharon. Sharon Carter. Uh, um, uh, and, of course, you know, Hulk. <laughs> oh, yeah, Paul Bruce Banner, who gets dropped in the figure fit who you know you have to remember as well he just watched or he think from his point of view Ford die all the Asgardians die and then lands in like the worst place his new friends just died (laughs) and now his old friends are dead Uh, except for maybe Valkyrie I still don't know like what Valkyrie was doing during Infinity War but that it doesn't matter (laughs) well I, I my impression was that she led the survivors off yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, uh, okay, that's a... really sad from her perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved this world. Do you know what I loved? The, um, when Hulk gets picked up by Peter, it's absolutely like a reference to Amazing Fantasy 15. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. There's so much stuff in it that I was just like, oh man, this just makes me, like, despite the very dire situation that's going on, it makes me, like, incredibly happy. (laughs) (laughs) Because it took, you know, as much as we, uh, we, uh, love Marvel Zombies, no, I don't, I actually don't like Marvel Zombies. I think Robert Kirkman is, like, is, uh, way too (laughs) grimdark, just in general. (laughs) But this took, like, the premise of Marvel Zombies and made it kind of fun. And still kept that, like, wholesome edge in it. I think they did a really good job for one episode of, of you know, getting the premise across. It made sense. It's like, okay, Janet Van Dyne comes back with some weird zombie virus. Whatever. <laughs> and I think out of all the episodes, this one has the most sort of open-ended potential to return. Yeah. 
yeah. which I, I really sort of appreciated as well. Yeah, there was a lot in this episode that I really enjoyed. Um, the first reference, well, the first like spoken reference, I guess, to um, Richard, Mary, and Ben Parker, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved, yeah, like, the, the, the guy who did the voice for Peter was pretty spot on. Yeah, well, that was a really good sort of replacement. Um, I think. I don't know. We'll get to that one in a minute. Um, but I thought it was really, yeah, really cool to see um, all those characters have those sort of shining moments and see how they deal with that situation. Yeah. Uh, especially like the tertiary characters like Sharon and uh, Happy surviving. Yeah. I like the idea that Happy survived, but, you know, I totally didn't. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. I, I also really liked, I mean, it kind of... I also really like the the way that it it did Wanda and Vision too. Again, okay. like they just yeah. they just can't be happy. I guess in any universe, universe just refuses. <laughs> it's not it's not even I, that for me. The what I loved about it was that it proves the fact that Wanda isn't Wanda isn't the only person in that relationship yeah. who's willing to <laughs> take it to ridiculous <laughs> lengths. He has her in a basement and feeding her <laughs> their friends. <laughs> Because he loved her. I, I, I really love that he didn't really understand why he was doing it. Yeah. You know? And it really just came back. It really was kind of, it, it It was a nice parallel to WandaVision, I think. A vision just being like, I don't really know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I also love the fact that, they're like, you know, you can just get on the plane of us, right? And it'd be probably be more safe for the stone and for us to get there. And he's like, no, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm just going to rip it out of my forehead. Vision! Like, fuck this. Vision! <laughs> gonna die too. Oh, man. No, but that was really that was really heartbreaking, I think. And in that moment where, like, Wanda sees Vision's dead body on the ground and she, like, has a second where it seems like she remembers him and I'm just like, Marvel, quit doing Stop! Quit doing this! And then I no, thought... No, but I... I... <laughs> Sorry, no, yeah. What I thought with the with the ending is that I was like, which Romero ending are we gonna go with? We wanna go with like a sort of depressing but sort of happy ending, or like a seemingly happy but then turns out to be depressing ending. And it was the latter. But it's like we have hope moving forward, and mm-hmm. it's like no, we don't because Wakanda's already destroyed. Um, it took me about two rewatches to realize that that's inside Wakanda, not outside. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Thanos um, is a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um what else? Oh th- th- that was it. The um I wanted to talk about Chubbuck Bozeman. Yeah. Because I suppose, yeah, like I think most people just assumed that the Star Lord episode might be the last one he was in. Mm-hmm. And then it obviously it turns out he's been in much more but I feel like, particularly this episode, and the ne- the next one we'll talk about, I think it was like closer towards the end for him, and that sort of really impacted my viewing of it a little bit. You could see, you could hear in his voice, he was a little bit more weaker, um, and that really hit home. And I just, you know, even then, he still delivered a really powerful performance. Um, it was just really cool to see. Yeah. You know, him, you know, as a beacon of hope still. 
Yeah, and I love that it's T'Challa, you know. That's Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't really know what else we can say about zombies. It was just Zombie Thanos. I mean, Jesus Christ. Zombie Thanos is terrifying. <laughs> His teeth. He looks like, yeah, he looks like was... Nemesis from uh, Resident Evil. He does a little bit, you're right. Um, I think all the zombie designs were pretty terrifying. Like Tony, like with half his face missing. <laughs> that was a great one. Um, Stephen Strange, you know, I couldn't tell the difference between zombie Tony and zombie Stephen Strange. <laughs> I did like when they, uh, the big ant ate Tony's head. That was great. Yes, I, um, oh, the Hope's, like, death scene was very cool, but the entire time I was screaming, okay, turn back regular-sized, because they're gonna have to deal with the giant-sized zombie. That's what what I, people were saying that, and I was like, it doesn't really matter, because we've seen that the zombies can shrink, so she probably could have done it anyway. That's true, that's true, yeah. So fuck either way. Honestly, seeing Hope as, even if it wasn't zombie form, seeing Giant Woman is cool. You that know? was awesome, yeah. Hope as a Janet them. Van Dyne diehard fan, uh, that was very much cool. And I hope that we actually see more of that. I hope we see giant-sized Hope in MCU proper one of these days. I'm sure um, we will. I feel like we will. Not have it be the BS way that they killed Jan in the comics. <laughs> it's like, Oof. Hank can be big, but Jan can't. <laughs> and she's <laughs> Woman, dead. Woman, okay. big. No. no. Um, yeah, you know, that was a pretty good episode. Should we dive into the next one? Yeah. Yeah, there's... It's, that The the Killmonger episode, it was really cool. Like, yeah. I, I loved the concept from the beginning. I thought it was really cool. And we, once again, had to watch Tony Stark die on screen. Which I also really like, because people are like, oh, why do they keep killing Tony, like, disrespecting him? I'm like... I don't know, it's, it kind of, to me, adds up that our Tony's the best version of him. I'd also, like, I got the impression that, like, if Tony's not there, things go very different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the idea, right? Like, episode three, Hank kills him, and, you know, it. we don't know what's going to happen to, like, the Avengers initiative. But this, you know, Killmonger kills him. And when you start to think about it, it's like, okay, well, then what happens after that? Because Tony is kind of the hero of the MCU in a lot of ways. And his actions kind of directly contribute to, I mean, everybody still being alive at the end of Endgame. Except for him, obviously. But yeah, like, I, I, if anything, I think it's, like, really respectful to Tony Stark in a way. Showing, like, yeah, the world kind of needs him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking in the same sort of line. And obviously in this version, this version of Tony Stark isn't a really nice version of Tony Stark. It's the one that hasn't really learned He never lesson. had the moment that made him not an asshole. <laughs> he didn't have Yinsen. Yeah. Which is like the biggest, I guess, you know, devastating change you could have for Tony. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like, there's so many things that you don't even really think about, like the repercussions of the, like, you don't see in the episode. Because this one's pretty early on in terms of, like, the timeline. So, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's interesting to see because it would have been like what two thousand eight in the MCU. Yeah, and yeah, like there's so much that could change like, if Tony's dead. 
Would... Just like in the first Avengers movie, right? Tony's the one that takes that nuke up into space and blows up the Chitari. Yeah. I was even going to say, like, Vanko. Like, does he go ahead with the arc reactor stuff? Did his dad stuff back? Yeah. No, there's so many ways that it could go if he's not there. Because um, all that stuff happens whether he's there or not, you know? Uh, yeah, that's true. That's giving me an idea for a what if. For everyone to see now. What if Justin Hammer was good at his job? <laughs> it's just 45 minutes of... um. Just 45 minutes of Army Hammer talking directly to camera. It's not even animated. It's just... <laughs> Army Hammer? Army Hammer? I meant Justin Hammer. <laughs> Sam He's... Rockwell, what the fuck? He's... I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, I was thinking, I was like, hang on a second. I, th- I think he's part of the zombies episode. <laughs> oh my god. Delete that. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, yeah, I think it'd be really cool to see him. Like, what, how, how would, what, would, what would be the world be like if the ex-wife worked? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I really hope God. he comes back, by the way. That's a character I really want to see him return as well. Yeah, me too. Especially in Armor Wars, if he's the main villain. Perfect. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I keep forgetting that Armor Wars is a thing. And then every time I hear about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that seems really fun. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I'm also completely on board on the Ezekiel Stain train. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess we could get the Crimson Dynamite now, even though they sort of made a joke about it already. And they kind of mixed it in with um with Oh yeah, I forgot that we get we get a Crimson Dynamo joke in Black Widow. <laughs> you know, like yeah, the early Iron Man films are all about this villain has an iron armor. But it's been a little while. We could do another one. Yeah, it's been years. Yeah, we could go for another one. Absolutely. <laughs> uh but yeah, the biggest change obviously in this universe is that Killmonger um rescues Tony arrests Obadiah, shows them all the evidence, and then they try to um, use vibranium to create this sort of Gundam (laughs) battle (laughs) droid um, so that they could uh, attack Wakanda and Killmonger can, you know, get his his reign back. And I thought what was really cool about this episode wasn't really necessarily the fact that the whole Tony Stark element, for me, is all to do with watching Black Panther happen a few years earlier in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was... It was definitely more of a Black Panther what-if than a um, uh, Tony Stark what-if, right? Like, it, it wasn't really about Tony. It was about Killmonger, which I thought worked really well. Yeah, and I feel like proto-Tony works really well for that story as well, because he sort of deals mm-hmm. with the, um, you know, the darker side of things both I mean, in real life he's a, if he's a war profiteer you know <laughs> yeah he's a shitty person no he really is <laughs> um yeah because it because again this tony never has his like moment of becoming a better person he never meets jensen which is like the cat and he never like is in that cave so he never has the catalyst to like make himself a better person um but I also really liked that this episode showed that, like, Pepper still really cares about him. Yeah. Because I think she kind of always has. That's at least the impression that I got. You know, that proof that Tony Stark still has a heart thing is, is 
adorable and devastating in Endgame when she like sends it off as his funeral <laughs> at his funeral. But um, yeah, and I liked I liked the idea of Pepper and Shuri just like hanging out, like the two the two people in the MCU with a brain cell, you know, just yeah. getting together. And based on some promo images, we're gonna see them again. So interesting. I didn't see that. Mm, yeah. I just thought that was that that the to me one of the most fun elements of what if so far has been like seeing these weird team ups that you don't necessarily expect. Like watching Killmonger and Tony interact. But it makes it sense, really right? Like yeah, it's yeah, it weird, makes, but it makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, I really I think my favorite moment of the entire episode was well, those two moments. First of all, it was the one the connection, the talk between um T'Chaka and mm-hmm. Killmonger. Which was, you know, as we all know, what happened. <laughs> it's like, oh the tension. But the one I really loved was the, the little scene where he takes the herb and then speaks to T'Challa. And that was the one where like Chadwick sounds really tired. And so like it really hurt, like it really hurt listening to it, but also it was really sort of beautiful what he was saying, and like you know, like I'll see you in the next life sort of thing. And it's like oh, it really hits. A lot of these speeches that he's been giving in the series have been like weirdly prophetic yeah. in a sense. Um and almost like he's saying it to us now. Like, don't worry, yeah. like we'll be here and yeah, like I again, I thought it was a really cool ending. Even though it's a dark timeline, there's a sort of a, a happy ending to this where it's like hope will always survive and heroes will always conquer. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And I can't wait, you know. I guess we're probably going to see all of them together next, this week, right? Yeah, or not all much. of them, but a lot of them. That's going to be very, very cool. I think I can't just, wait. It's just going to be an army of all the, the different General Rosses we've seen. <laughs> One of them's red, <laughs> and the other oh one's like, "Wait a second! Wait a second! <laughs> One of them's red, but all the others don't trust him. I'm trying to kill him instead. He's a Hulk. Kill him." <laughs> He's us. Who gives a shit? Kill him. <laughs> the watcher's like, no, the battle's that way. They're like fighting each other. Wow, oh, god damn it. They're just like, let's leave the Rosses to um <laughs> themselves. Sort their shit out and we'll go over here. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really it was a really solid episode, I think. I the pre- the the premises continue to like really impress me with this show a lot. I just I really dig like the what the what if the the big like what if question of each exactly, episode. Yeah. I think they've done them because it's not as ridiculous as like some of the what if comics, right? Like it's not like like what if Pete Parker was Squirrel Girl? Yeah, right. No, it's not that. It's like what if. Peggy was Captain America, which makes sense because Peggy was there, right? It's not like what if Tony Stark was Captain America or something, you know? Which would yeah. be fun to see. There's there's, there's f- fun to be had in those kinds of stories, but I like that they've been mostly kind of contained to small changes basically at the end of the day that had big repercussions. Yeah, absolutely. Should we talk about the next episode? Yeah, I think so. I think we're ready to move on. Yeah, so we got What If Four Were an Only Child, which I feel like is the <laughs> one happy sort of episode you were talking about. 
It's also, I think, ironically, the most returned voices. Yeah. Which is, you know, hilarious. The idea that the most returned voices in the episode was for the for fact that, getting drunk. The fact that Natalie Portman was actually in it. I was like, what? <laughs> I, not only that, she's really good. She's really good. Because, like, a few years ago, it was all, like, Natalie Portman didn't want to come back to Marvel. And I'm like, what the hell did you do to get her to do this? I know, right? And now it's like, she's in Endgame. She's in... She's going to be four. <laughs> she's going to... You know, she's doing this. Maybe it's a contractual thing, but to me, it doesn't really sound contractual. She sounded like she was enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, she was really good. And then Kat Dennings, of course, who's always a joy. Um, Those two together, like... You could barely tell that they. I don't know how much experience Natalie has with animation, but you could you you couldn't tell. That it was a, their first time. Cat. They were so good. Darcy marries Howard the Duck, <laughs> <laughs> which we've all been we've all been thinking about this for the last few years. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just glad Marvel Studios finally made it happen. Because the Loki bisexual <laughs> stuff is like, well, who cares? But the Howard the Duck. Darcy representation. Thank God. Duck representation on fleet. We need to talk about Frost Giant Loki. The best. (laughs) Do you think that's the same one that they capture in Loki? Or is it a different (laughs) one? Because it must be be after, right? It must be after Loki, so technically, I guess it must be. Um, Oh my God. I saw Frost Giant Loki and immediately was like, oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there. Can you pick me up? Put me in your pocket. Can you cradle me like a small child? <laughs> it's the BFG, except from <laughs> you and Luke. But it also, like, it's so funny. Because if you think about it for a little bit, too, it's like... <laughs> the one timeline where Loki seems actually happy and well-adjusted is when he's not related to Thor. You know? know, and when you think sad? about it, it's really sad because Odin takes him. Right? And if he didn't, if he gave him back, Loki would be a pretty, like, well-adjusted dude. What I really liked as well was that, well, obviously like, the idea is that he's helped Thor become a better person. Yeah. But but when you watch like Thor and you see Laufey and stuff, you're like, you're under the impression he wouldn't be a good dad. But in that little art piece, he looks so happy to have his baby back. Well, it's <laughs> it really makes... interesting because if you watch the scene in Thor where Laufey tries to kill Odin, Laufey calls him a thief. Mm. Right? So, like, yeah. maybe he's like, he was devastated that his son <laughs> was taken away from him. You know, there's so many ways that they can go with that. Yeah, it's, I. But it's really, <laughs> honestly, it's just really sad because Loki hated them so much. But I if, know. like, Loki, ah, oh, it's just, Loki kills Luffy. It's. Yeah, it's when you, th- it's like, oh, that's cool. And then when you think about it for a second, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think ultimately, Loki ends up where he should be. That, like, Laufey isn't the best person. I don't think Frost Giant Loki is the best person either. He's a bit, no. like, four, he's a bit up himself. And, you know. No, I think, like, the whole m- point of them, Thor and Loki are inherently good for each other, I think. Yeah, exactly. I do love the the brother from another mother. <laughs> um, no, I loved the setup that like, where's that son of a witch, Thor Odinson? 
And they, like, give each other, like, one of those bro handshakes, and Thor is, like, grasping onto his pinky. <laughs> so stupid. And then he's like, hey, we made the biggest slingshot ever. <laughs> Fandle with the fucking goat story. I called him Gary or something. Um, Sif was there very briefly. Always nice to see her. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Sif action recently. Obviously, she's coming back for Love and Thunder, so that's pretty cool. Um... A lot of yeah, a lot of great characters returning. A lot of um, space people turning up, seeing the Grandmaster on a on a mobile scooter. Yeah, and Valkyrie was there too. We're gonna keep these <laughs> scoot scoots. Uh, ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. But yeah, it's really cool to see um, again another person who we haven't seen in animation form as of yet. But doing a really great job, and you can barely tell it's their first time, or I don't know if they've done other stuff. Probably, actually, in this case, but Kobe Smolders as Maria Hill in the most Maria Hill, Maria Hill yet. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. Very much like comic book Mar- Maria Hill. Yeah, and I I really loved that Captain Marvel was just like the the one that was brought in to be like, can you fucking deal with this man child? <laughs> Yeah, she's the cop turning up at the party saying, please, keep the music down. And I loved... And I loved Frigga. That was great. I loved... <laughs> Frigga's great. That was a different voice actor, right? I don't think that was Renee Russo. No, no, that no, no, I... no. Yeah. no. that's the actress. Yeah, Renee Russo, yeah. Um, no, I don't think so, but... No, I li- I always like seeing some Frigga, some Frigga appreciation. I remember when she showed up in Endgame, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I think it'd be cool if she shows up in Loki. Mm, uh, season two, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, whether she's a variant or whatever. I feel like um, do right. Maybe she helps Loki escape. Thor gets his moment with Frigga after she dies, but Loki never does. And the last thing Loki says to her is like, "You're not my mother," basically. So it would be nice for Loki to kind of get that closure. I think, but that's not what if that's <laughs> Loki's. <laughs> That's what things if, I want in Loki what, season two. What if Loki was healthy emotionally? What if, what if Loki was emotionally well adjusted? <laughs> what if Loki was loved? <laughs> <laughs> the most depressing episode yet. Um, oh god! Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff in that thing. I loved how what if Odin was just like a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if Odin didn't? Um, <laughs> be a colonial. Yeah, what if like Odin wasn't an imperialist dick? Like, man, <laughs> what would happen? I also Sorry. really love the um the fact that Nick Fury has dealt with a lot, and so far in this show, the different versions of Nick Fury, but this one is pretty much knocked out of action in like the Winter Soldier style because <laughs> he gets hit out of the way by Korg. Trying to do a <laughs> dive bomb and <laughs> says the wrong thing. And then Maria Hills just left me like, what the fuck? But there were also scrolls in this episode, which I thought was funny because I feel like if Nick was awake, he'd be like, "What the hell are you guys doing here?" Like, excuse me. Um, I also really like as well um, Rumlow coming back as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it links back into Avengers with the missiles. I like the idea that the only people sort of pro missile 
Our Hydra agents. Our Hydra, yeah. yeah. Pro, the only pro let's nuke everything are Hydra agents. <laughs> Come on, let's, nu- let's just nuke them. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, or I do also like the way that the watch keeps appearing more focused in the shots in the background each episode. Like, progressively yeah. gets more in focus. No, yeah, like, through each episode, the Watcher just keeps getting closer and closer and closer. Like, really intense. It's like, this story's really good. <laughs> but yeah, Natalie Portman and um, Darcy. Um, just, uh, Kat Dennings was just incredible. I thought they were both great. I'd love we to see more Natalie Dennings, Portman. Which yeah. I never thought... I never thought I would say <laughs> at this point in the MCU that I'm like, we really need more Darcy. Right? Just put Darcy in everything. But she re- was so good in WandaVision that it's like, no, be in everything. She's really good. At, she's been she's been great in what if she's been great in WandaVision. And I would say I loved her I loved her in both four and four too. I was I was never like I don't like Darcy. She's really I loved her. No, I thought she was nice like for the comic relief. Yeah. But I wasn't I wasn't necessarily like like Jones in to see more of her or anything. But now I'm legitimately like, please put Darcy in Captain Marvel too. Please put like I need to see Darcy and Monica interact more. Um, same thing with Jimmy Woo. I never thought I'd be like put Jimmy Woo in more things. Um Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's these characters that I feel like are integral to the MCU as well, like the Colsons, the Jimmy Woos, the Darcy's, I feel like they're kind of what make it special as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I don't know if we'll see um, Eric again. Eric. Eric, uh, what's his name? Dr. Selvig. Oh, 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 Stellan Skarsgård, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Hello, though, for. To me, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um... What if he's? What if he didn't get his dick out on TV? <laughs> that's, that's the bonus episode. Um, but yeah, this episode is pretty fun. A bit more comic relief before we dive into the last two episodes, which are supposed to be more heavy and more plot driven. This episode does end with a bit of a cliffhanger, though, and that is sure does a surprise to the watcher as well, which is that a group of Ultron drones appear out of nowhere. And we see King Ultron from the comics looking like a G. With Vision's face. <laughs> a 5G, if you will. Is it actually James Spader? No, it's the voice? not. It's not? Oh. It's not. Uh, let's dive in. We'll dive into what if, obviously, the last episode we can talk about what if Ultron had won. And I'll, I'll say it off the top of my head, at, at the top of this. My least favorite part of the episode, and I appreciate this is personal preference, but it's just my personal vote. I was not a fan of the voice of Ultron. Mm-hmm. It really took me out. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it too much, but yeah, yeah, I don't. The one voice that throws me off is Natasha's. Is it? Especially when it's with Jeremy Renner, which is clearly Jeremy Renner. You know, like I, was I, like, oh, I thought. You're- there were moments in this episode where I, I forgot it was Lake Bell. Like I thought she was doing a really good job. I think she does a good job in general, but she does sound. It's just when you put her like next to Jeremy Renner, I think is the problem. That oh, okay. I have. But I, I yeah. feel like she Lake Bell's one of the, the best copies. That no, had. she does like, a really good. She does a really good job. It's like yeah. she, but she's not Scarlett Johansson. Is the thing like, and that kind of throws me off a little bit. But I don't assume Scarlett Johansson is going to be doing any work for Disney anytime soon. <laughs> well, she did. She settled. Uh, they, they settled. 
Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't hear about that. But... Yeah, they did it off the, you know, quietly. Um, let me just double check. So I'm, I'm not talking bullshit. <laughs> Which I'd never do in the show. Absolutely not. Never, never. No. Um... Yeah, so she, she settled over the Black Widow release. She's doing another Disney film as well, I think. Um, oh, okay. I think it might be. Is it, it's not the Haunted Mansion, is it? It might be, actually. Uh, I'm happy to have resolved our differences with Disney, said Johansson. I'm incredible. I'm incredibly proud of the work we've done together over the years and have greatly enjoyed my creative relationship with the team. I look forward to our continuing collaboration in years to come. I think she... Oh, that's good, I guess, yeah. yeah. Hooray yeah. for Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they had, like, it, it was a big deal giving her that money. It's not like they've lost a lot. Good heavens. But no, um, I think, I don't think she would have done it anyway. Like, just to be clear, I don't think she would have done what if anyway, because, you know, she doesn't have to. I think some of all the characters that have died don't necessarily have to come back in terms of the big Avengers cast. Um, but the people they've got to replace, like the guy who does Steve, the guy who does um, Spidey, the guy who does uh, the guy who does Black Widow, uh, Lake Bell, have all been mm. really good. Um, yeah. The actor that, that does Ultron is an actor I really respect. So when I was tweeting about it, I felt really bad because I didn't want to upset or you know, like criticize someone. I just have to be honest though, um, because he also plays another character who's not in it anymore. Who he does he does an excellent job of doing this other character, and that's Ross Marquand. Um, so he did the voice of Ultron, and he also does the voice of Red Skull in Endgame and also in What If. But I just <laughs> his his Ultron just didn't sound like Ultron to me, and I don't just mean. I want someone to go up and do a James Spader impression because that's half of it. It's also like that fret. It just didn't seem very ultrony all the time. There was bits and pieces like quirkisms, but it just felt a bit off to me. Yeah. But I'm a big Ultron yeah. dork. Like, I mean, you won me over. The, the visual design was awesome. Having obviously it, the, the, also, This is the coolest Ultron has ever looked. <laughs> yes. As I do not like the MCU Ultron design. Really? Uh, I think it's just too human, <laughs> you know? I like the, uh, I guess the drones are more like the traditional Ultron, right? I like the Ultron, like, century designs. But yeah, I the... think the fact that, like, they did, like, full mocap face is kind of freaky. <laughs> I get why they did it. Like, for a movie, you kind of have to adapt it. But I've never, I've never liked the, the MCU Ultron design. But this, Vision's face in a fucked up Ultron costume, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Well, I liked it because I think my viewing of Age of Ultron's thing is that he's progressively becoming more quote-unquote human. So yeah. he starts off as the Stark drone. Then he becomes the Ultron drone. Then he becomes Ultron with like kind of human characteristics. And then his final form would be Ultron. Uh, Vision, which is yeah. like the most humanoid you can be. Um, so I kind of liked it from that respect. I, I do know what you mean there, like... It was cool yeah. to see him have the sort of the slit eyes and covering his face, like a sort of like a knight's armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked that we got that we got another Ultron story in the MCU. Yeah, I was Ultron's bummed. like a serious threat to the multiverse. I was bummed because my biggest like annoyance about Age of Ultron was that you know they did the whole wiped from everything. Mm-hmm. It's like 
like Joss Whedon's like, we need to completely confirm that he's there's no way he can come back because we've digged ourselves a hole with the whole technological blah blah blah. I would rather there have been like one body that escaped into space and then Yeah. Like it sort yeah. of hinted at King Ultron. But now they've they've done it in this sort of way that can break through the multiverse, I'm like, oh that's fine. Yeah. It has me kind of nervous though for, for next week's finale. I'm like, don't completely destroy him because I'm interested in seeing him come back again. <laughs> yeah, no, Ultron is like one of the most iconic Marvel villains ever, and the fact that they just like completely got rid of him in Age of Ultron was disappointing. You know. Um, yeah, there were so many things as well. Like I've, I don't know if you, like before that release, I had so many theories that I was hoping would be in it and were not. I was so sad. <laughs> I was like, okay, Tony's obviously going to build Ultron, but maybe they could be like, he he took a lot of the the work from Hank Pym, and he just like improved on it, and mm-hmm. like like technically Hank's part. Of, I was like, no, they didn't they didn't do it, <laughs> which isn't a big issue. But I was like, god damn it, I want him to be the the granddaddy um of Vision. But I thought, yeah, it's really cool to see this this Ultron really kick ass and win and see like literally Nat and Hawkeye the only two people left in the universe (laughs) and then the people got what they wanted Hawkeye died instead of (laughs) people were so happy about that I was like poor 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 Jeremy Renner (laughs) which is a phrase no one's ever said Um, which is a phrase uh, no one's ever said and probably will never say You know that there's going to be people watching Hawkeye being like, man, I hope there's an episode where Hawkeye just fucking dies. <laughs> he goes home, the farm blows up again. Everyone dies. <laughs> and no one has a funeral. Because it's the same with that. God. Hulk um... just throws one bench. He's like, that's my grieving process. <laughs> done bruce is just like i need a bench i need a bench <laughs> bruce is like i also fancied hawkeye this is why it really sucks no but yeah i thought it was really cool obviously to see those two characters like other ones that survive um the little moment where the watcher's like come on guys this is fucking sh-. and that seeing was him so funny yeah like him like deal with this threat spiraling out of control and then like Ultron like noticing was pretty crazy. Yeah. Also there was, a, there was a bit of a, I guess like a, a question mark in this episode because there is a con- continuity, either a continuity mistake or a really interesting discussion to have theorizing about. Did you see this? No, I didn't. So Ultron wiped out the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And we see him kill the guardians And then Thanos appears with the Soul Stone. Who he, who did he throw? Who did he what? Who did he who did he kill to get that? The Soul Stone. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Himself? <laughs> did he just chuck it? <laughs> Ebony Maul. <laughs> That feels like more a continuity error than a like intentional choice, right? 
Yeah, I feel like, but I feel like it's one of those continuity errors where you could easily like be like, oh no, it's Nebula, or oh no, it's someone else. Probably not Nebula because he hates Nebula, but like you know. Yeah, it's just he's got him. You know, it's Don't Harry think Styles. Too much about it. <laughs> Have you heard that rumor? No, I haven't. What? <laughs> oh God. This is one of those moments where I get to relish in the fact that I know something you don't, and I get to tell you it and hear you. So there's a rumor that in Eternals, Harry Styles is in it. Okay, subdued reaction. I'm so sorry, my brain just blew straight. What? <laughs> I haven't finished yet. I haven't finished blowing your mind yet. As Star okay. Fox. <laughs> Could you imagine giving birth to two children? One is Harry Styles and the other is Thanos. <laughs> Family portraits. Good lord. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Harry. <laughs> Eat some off the cliff. Here's what One Direction. Down. Are you okay, Ash? If I killed you. I think I've broken you. I, yeah, no, yes. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was ruined on the set, and then people were like, yeah, he's playing Star Fox. I was like, oh. <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. <laughs> I know he's an actor now. That's not completely out of the realm of possibility, I suppose, but. It's, oh yeah. My God. You know. It's going to be one of those things where, oh boy, we're going to just dive in and be like, there we go. I just want to see Harry Styles wearing a fucking light, like a lycra suit and like, big floppy red hair, like sticking out. And be like, ha you killed my brother. Ha flying off. Like I want pure like camp, <laughs> campness on that. But yeah. Sorry, I know that we were talking about what if, but we also uh, like I... to jump through. <laughs> Talk about all the multiverse, clearly. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> if that ends up being true, I'm going to lose my mind. He he was on set, apparently. That's what I've heard. And that's the, the biggest thing I've heard, is that he's Star Fox. I just, okay. Well, I guess we'll find out in November. That's not that far away. That's next. That's next month. Oh God, that's next month. Oh God. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Let's go back to talking about what if. Um. <laughs> also, Dan um, Dan Stevens confirmed he was in the Eternals. Is he Legion? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, he is Legion, but not not in Eternals. He's playing um, the the alien. What's he called? The one that Angelina Jolie sleeps with. Oh, okay. Brad Pitt. <laughs> right. No, um, yeah. It was funny because he pretty much. I can't remember. What, what's the character's name again? What's the alien's name? I have no idea. Um, hang on. Bear with me. Sorry. We're just learning all kinds of things today. Crow. Oh. Because it's funny. 
there's this uh, journalist at Collider who was interviewing him, and he obviously had no idea what the name of the character was as well. And he was like, is it true you're in Eternals? And Dan Stevens was like, hmm, I can't really say anything. But I will say, crow comment. <laughs> I was like, well, that's obviously confirmed <laughs> that you're playing crow in the Eternals. But then the, the journalist was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> I was like, you pretty much just told everyone. Um, which is fun, you know. I'd love it if he came back as Legion. But I mean, I, I suppose he could. I mean, multiver- the multiverse is wide open now. And, and the things I've heard as well, we'll get into afterwards, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. Um, but yeah, Ultron, pretty badass, seeing him as this ult- not even just a threat for this one universe, but the multiverse at wide. All of them. Every single one of them. Pushing Uatu, which I think is the first time we've ever seen him like gear up in battle form. Like he goes full on Seon. <laughs> That was cool. That was cool watching a Watsu be like, you have no idea what you're dealing with, and then kick the shit out of Ultron. <laughs> like, you're yeah, gonna kick your ass. Also, Jeffrey Wright is the coolest dude in the world. I think if you care. Like, I watched No Time He's to Die. He's such a good watcher. He's such a good watcher. I, I watched No Time to Die this week, or this past mm-hmm. weekend, and I've always loved him as a Felix Leiter, but he's just the coolest fucking dude. And someone, I think, on Twitter was like, are we allowed to, like, shout out and call uh, Jeffrey Wright the coolest dude on Earth, because he's in the two biggest things at the moment. Uh, what If and James Bond. <laughs> you retweeted him was like, yes you may. <laughs> what a badass. And he's fucking Batman, isn't he? In like yeah, a radio... He's Commissioner Gordon. Oh, Commissioner Gordon. Yes. Yes. Um... <laughs> and he, no, you're right. He playing... he's, he's no, Commissioner I thought he was Gordon, playing Batman. And he's playing Batman in a, in a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong in that. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, he's the multiverse of DC. Different thing. Yes. He's playing yes. two Batman characters, Batman and Commissioner Gordon. Um, but yeah, really excited to see that. Um, but yeah, seeing the Watcher sort of like brought to his limit and having to sort of disappear and realize that there's no way out of this. He has to break his oath. He goes all the mm-hmm. way back to, as we said, we pr- we predicted this Doctor Strange from the previous episode. Who Who's is still a dick. Still a dick. <laughs> You'd think he would have left. As, Doctor, as Doctor Strange will forever be. <laughs> the one constant of Stephen Strange is he's kind of a dick. <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he seems more Doctor Strange. Like he feels like he's, he's he a seemed, dick. Yeah. But he's willing he to. Seemed, he wants to do what's seemed, right. Mm-hmm. He seemed more Doctor Strange. Um, and yeah. Ne- ne- I mean. We're recording this on the 5th of October. Tomorrow will be the finale. We will record that at some point this week and give that out for you next week. So if you're wondering where our voice, our voice <laughs> thoughts for the finale are, wait till next week. Our voice. If you're wondering where our voice is. <laughs> we have no idea. Um, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I thought it was really cool to see where we're going to go with this. Obviously, they're going to team up all the different characters from the multiverse. I think in the poster we saw... It's Killmonger as Black Panther. I think we have yeah, Captain Peggy, Party Four. We've saw in the, I think one of the recent trailers that they have like clips from the final episode where like Pipe's like zombies. What a great idea! <laughs> like Party Four. Um, so I'm assuming yeah, the zombies are back. You said there was a press photos of the um, kill, like Shuri and Shuri and Pepper. Yeah, so that'd be really cool to see them all back. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what I'm gonna do with that. I'm excited to see Captain Carter again. 
Yes. And I have a feeling that we are going to see Captain Carter outside of animation as well. <laughs> um, I cannot comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know something I don't about that. but um, There's some things I, I won't say on the show <laughs> because I don't want to spoil it for people. But um, That'd be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, pretty cool to see um, what's going on. Do we have any theories for what the finale would be like? I think it's just going to be like the Watcher teaming up with all of these people. And we might get a couple of cameos along the way. I think that'd be cool. Um, I don't yeah. think we're going to be getting any like big reveals or, or things like that. Yeah. I, I don't think this will be a... I don't think this would be like a conclusive ending. I think this is going to get us like Loki did, where it's going to make us angry on a cliffhanger. Well, we're getting season two, right? We're getting season two, but this season was supposed to be 10 episodes long, and I had to cut an episode off mm. because of uh, COVID and stuff. So <laughs> I'm thinking that this episode, either maybe it does solve it in one episode, but I think it would be like a cliffhanger. I think it would be fun if we get a cliffhanger. Those have been fun. Watching people lose their minds gives me uh, something to be excited about, you know? <laughs> I also love the episode title. What if the, the Watcher broke his vow? Like, yeah. Like, I couldn't stop laughing when I read that. Or, in fact, I did a tweet about it. I'm going to send it, this to you on Twitter so you can see it on your DMs. Um, and I'll, I'll put it in the episode links. This is the tweet I made about that. And for listen- people listening here who can't see it, I, it, what if the Watcher broke his vow? And then I put, what if, more like, when will? And then the image of Reed Richards laughing his face off. It's just that picture of Reed Richards is always... <laughs> like, what do you mean, what if he'll break his vows? Like, when doesn't he? That's the whole thing with the Watu. It's, <laughs> it's just like, I'll never break my sacred vows. Oh, shit. Okay, maybe this, one, maybe this one time. <laughs> Also, that, that really cool Galactus shot with Ultron was pretty awesome as well. When he yes. ate the planet. Was it Eagle was... or someone else? I can't remember. That was pretty cool. That was cool. That was... No, I immediately immediately got Galactus vibes from it. I was like, I see what you're doing, MCU. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really excited to see where we go. Again, hope they don't kill off Ultron for good. Hope there's like a hero return sort of thing. But I don't think we're going to get a complete wrap up. Um, despite what people think. I don't think that's going to be yeah. the case. I'm always fine with a cliffhanger, though. I, think. I am too. I think... I think it's good to keep you waiting. I think the Loki cliffhanger, especially, was just so... I was. Now I'm just like, what the heck is going to happen? Yeah, that felt very <laughs> much know? like a Doctor Who cliffhanger, where it's like, the main issue is resolved, in a sense. Yeah. And then there's like, something worse <laughs> you have to wait for. Like the master's been it's defeated. Like now the Titanic's crashed now. into TARDIS. Sort of deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah, the episode comes out tomorrow. I'm going to be really curious to see what, what happens. I feel like like this last episode that we saw, episode eight, was now where it's like, okay, no more messing around. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're in it now. Um, and I can't wait to see where it goes. I completely agree, and I think we've we've only just you know, reached the the beginning of exploration for the multiverse. I feel like there's so much more to delve into. I'm really excited. 
Uh, but that's all we have time for this week. If you're listening to this, it's probably going to come out either the day of or the day after the finale comes out. We do apologize that we're not completely caught up, but we will be back next week with the finale episode. So don't you worry. We'll dive into it completely. Um, but yeah, what, what, why, why did I say what, what if, uh, where can people find you and your content, Ash? You can find me on Twitter at Ash Jeffies, where all my other, uh, you can find all the links to my other podcasts there. I have a Star Wars book club podcast called Rogue Padron and a, um, uh, uh, <laughs> my brain just stopped working, a video game music podcast called OS Team. So those are my other two projects you can give a listen to if you're interested. Perfect. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY and on Instagram at CharlieMWAshby. I host the Imperial Set podcast, a quirky Star Wars podcast, which you can find on all podcasting platforms, as well as on Twitter at ImpsinitPod. You can also support me on Patreon and Ko-fi with links to those found on the link on my Twitter bio. We'll be back next week to discuss other alternate realities, but until then, let's make all ours marvel. See ya! Pond division, pop, pop.